literary fans and welcome to episode 99 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we're reading chapter 5 of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head over to jeffreadshisbook.com. There's three ways right there. Or if you know me, because I think that's the only people who listen to this, you can hit me up on my phone. Very exciting. But while you're at jeffreadshisbook.com, why don't you go ahead and buy one of the prequels of the book we're reading today? Or, I guess they're not both prequels. The prequel and sequel of the book we're reading today. There's a third book, but I haven't made that available because I'm lazy. But you can buy them in Dead Tree format or Electrons. It's very exciting. How's everybody doing out there today? Uh, we're doing this on our regular Sunday. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Chapter 5. It's a pretty quick one. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? There's not much to say. Uh, as for feedback, I only received one bit of feedback. Mm. And that was from the lovely Laura today. She said that uh, episode ninety, uh, Chapter 3 episode, uh, I was swearing too much. Probably true. Should I try to keep it, like, kid-friendly today? Probably won't, but uh, I can try. I'll forget within, like, three minutes of doing this, so... Yeah, that's the only feedback I have. Nobody else has written into the show. JeffReadsHisBook.com! But, um, I don't think there's much to write in about, because this book is dull so far, yeah. So all they've done is discovered, um, let's see... They discovered that the bad guys, the magistrates, are going to have more forms for people to fill out. Ooh! Also, they tried to arrest Henry, so Margot burned down a government building. <laughs> so that's where we stand in the story so far. Not much really happening yet. Uh, I got news for you. Nothing happens in this book. I don't know how I could write another one after this, because this stinks so far. Ugh. So... Speaking of stinks, chapter 5 we're reading today is 83 lines long. I was actually thinking, so I was paging through it trying to figure out where the chapter ended, and holy shit, I was up to 214 lines. I was scared, but turned out I just missed chapter 6 in there, so I was reading chapter 5 to 7. So actually, next week will be a little longer, and it'll actually be exciting, because this one is not. Our friends, our two heroes are traveling back home after Henry broke a rib and Margot again committed arson. But uh, it was inadvertent arson, sort of. She only burned down a government building because she was trying to set vi fire to government agents. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that seems fine, right? <laughs> uh, I will say that this chapter today is going to be a little dull. So, yeah, what are you going to do, huh? Uh, the whole book's a little dull. This chapter's no exception, so why don't we just go ahead and dive in to Chapter 5! So for today's episode, I actually am mixing it up a bit. I'm actually sipping on a Bacardi Spiced Rum on the rocks. That's right. Uh, I went to go get some liquor this week at the uh, good old liquor store here in town. And uh, I was going to just pick up some bourbon, but I walked down. Why did I walk down the rum aisle to get there? I don't know. I did. 
And you know what? It was $9.99 a bottle for Bacardi. So I had to make a move. So I went with some spiced rum. It's very good. Mm. Mm. Got some notes of vanilla in it. Mm. It's tasty. I'd say rum is right up there. Maybe my second favorite liquor after like bourbon. Maybe. I don't know. I like scotch too. If I group all the whiskeys together, it's definitely second favorite. I don't know. What are you going to do? It's tasty. Um, you know what? The, well, I, I think I should correct that. I like rum. And I especially like this uh, Bacardi rum. But uh, I don't like Captain Morgan. I think that tastes like shit. I don't know what, what it is. I've had uh, Sailor Jerry rum, which is... I, I think it was good, if I remember correctly. But I think it was also more expensive than Bacardi. And Bacardi's already pretty damn good, so... Whatever. I don't know. Sometimes there's a reason that something's popular and it's because it's good and the price is low because I don't know, because it's mass marketed. I don't know. Whatever. Bacardi's pretty tasty. So yeah, give it a shot if you want some rum. All right. Let's see. If you're in Ohio, it's still $9.99. Make your move. Okay, here we go. Oh, I'm already tired and I haven't read anything yet. Margot and Henry walked into another village the next day, slightly after noon. Two words, after, then space, noon. That's nice because you get an extra word on that nano-remo word count. Mm. That wasn't a drinking break, but I guess I'm just drinking. She was pleased to note the absence of a magistrate's office along the main road thinking that yesterday's news would have wound up causing problems for them here, too. Henry, she noted. Oh, God. All right, I didn't read that well at all. Okay. Uh, You know what? Let's start from the beginning. All right. Margot and Henry walked into another village that day. Okay, let's start again. Got it wrong again. Margot and Henry walked into another village the next day, slightly after noon. She was pleased to note the absence of a magistrate's office along the main road, thinking that yesterday's news would have wound up causing problems for them here, too. Yeah, typically arson doesn't go over well. All right. Looking at Henry, she noted that he appeared exhausted. She could see he was in pain, but he continued to dismiss any questions she raised. Tough guy. They had managed to tuck the still-locked cuff under his shirt sleeve and tie it there so that it wouldn't dangle as they traveled. That sounds terrible. Do you think it's like cutting off his circulation so he has like a big purple hand now? (laughs) Determined to get him a real meal and ale, because he has an alcohol problem, she led him into a random inn in the village. Find us a table, she said, kissing his cheek. I'll take care of some food and drinks. Gladly, he said, smiling back. She was relieved that last night's tension hadn't bled into today. She returned to the table with four mugs of ale. Ooh, double fist in each, right? Okay. And the promise of a hot meal. After we eat, we'll find a ride out of here, she suggested, sliding two mugs towards Henry. We should be careful, he responded. We're not particularly far from... I know, but money will often get things done quietly, she suggested. She figured she would bribe someone at the inn, 
then bribe whoever they suggested, handsomely to get them home without any further trouble. My wrist is raw, Henry noted, reaching up his left sleeve. Oh, they're gonna... Is this canon that he was trying to get cuffed on the left first? I guess so. I don't remember. Um, we'd have to go back and look, but I'm not going to do that. We'll find a locksmith, she responded. She honestly felt bad for his current state, but she couldn't possibly remove a magically protected handcuff. Ooh, does that count as magic in this chapter? I'm going to say yes. Check mark. <laughs> Margot decided to tentatively tentative Margot decided to tentatent Margot decided to tentatively change the subject as two plates of chicken and potatoes arrived from the kitchen. Why do people around here want to help the magistrate? she asked quietly. After swallowing a bite of seasoned roasted chicken, I must have been hungry that night, <laughs> which he clearly relished. Relished? Oh, okay. Mm. Sorry, not a drinking break, but... I feel like the only thing you can, like, relish... What, what do you want to say? Like, uh... Like an experience? Like, I relish that memory or something like that. Or a hot dog from a uh, man on the street who sells hot dogs. Where were we? Does any... I can't find us here. After swallowing a bite of seasoned roasted chicken... Very descriptive, too, seasoned, which he clearly relished. He said, same reason people want to help you. Margot stared at him, confused. In her mind, the only people helping her were those she paid. Oh, money. I see, she responded like a dumbass. They have money. They spend it in these little villages. Henry nodded. But how do you fight? How, ugh, okay, this is a typo. But how do you fight against that? Margot asked, like she's not from an English-speaking country. People will eventually see the bad side, he said, feasting on his meal. Margot realized she hadn't eaten a thing, starting in on the chicken. Woo, drinking break. This is a real one. I'm adding some dumbass stuff to this, you know what I mean? Like, commenting on their quotes, adding some flair to the end of a quotation. Mm. Mm. That was something when you listen to Dune Reads Goosebumps, Dune is exceptional at. Yes. My favorite is when he says, when somebody said something like a little bitch, but I'll add that in here more often. Dune's the man. Okay. After lunch, the pair headed for the stables behind the inn, hoping to find someone who could help them purchase a ride that would get them somewhat closer to home because the reader didn't want to hear about them walking for a day again. Ugh. Henry did not like the thoughts of either staying in a twan so close to yesterday's inter incident or continuing a long hike only to camp outside again. The hot meal did help, though, he thought to himself, thankful that Margot had forced him to visit an inn, regardless of the danger, because they burned down a building. The stables were occupied only by horses, a few carts, and a young boy tending to them all. Margot told Henry to wait, which was fine with him, while she spoke to the young boy. 
He watched as the boy talked, pointed, and then accepted coins from Margot. So, Henry asked as she returned. He said the market is closing soon. We should find someone there, Margot explained. Let's go. After a short walk, uh, okay, they found a farmer's market being broken down just off the main road. Oh, who doesn't like a nice farmer's market? Am I right? Getting some, like, peppers that some asshole grew himself? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why I called them an asshole. I like peppers. I mean, who wouldn't want to buy something from a farmer at a farmer's market? I don't know why I was just so mean there. Uh, if you think I'm a jerk, right into the show, jeffreadsisbook.com. Uh, after a short walk, they found a farmer's market running on a man road. So, uh, if they're breaking it down, do they have, like, folding tables? I don't know. I don't I don't go to a lot of farmer's markets. I've been to them, but do they use folding tables? <laughs> um, they approached vendors busy packing their remaining crops and wares, asking if they were traveling west. A handful were, but it required five tries to find one who agreed to let them ride in the rear of his cart amongst the crates of potatoes and onions. Oh, I mean, potatoes have occurred in this book more than magic at this point. Well, I think they're tied. We should keep a running total. Okay, so we've had magic happen twice, right? Margot burned down a building, so that counts once. That's one magic. Let's make some notes here. Magic. Magic. One, two, potatoes. At least two. We haven't been counting earlier. Were there potatoes earlier? Right into the show, jeffreadsisbook.com, but potatoes have appeared in this chapter twice. So that is magic in this chapter, zero, potatoes, two. Okay. Good to know. All right, where are we? Well, wait. Yeah, because it was with the lunch and in this cart. What else can I use? What's a synonym for cart? So I'm thinking of like something drawn behind horses, right? So a carriage works. A cart, I guess, is something. Um, what else can I put there? And don't say a chariot because that's not a good answer. <laughs> so, uh, I, don't, I don't know what else you'd put back there. Hmm. Henry was thankful that he was getting, was putting more distance between himself, sorry, himself and yesterday's incident while getting to sit down. The setting sun helped calm him as he watched the town disappear behind him. Where are you folks headed? The farmer said from his perch at the front of his cart with an insane accent made up by somebody who lived in the suburbs. Sandhill, Henry said simply. He saw no point in lying or covering up anything. Or covering anything up. God damn it. Margot, however, glared at his admission. Woo, she is getting mad at him easily. I got a page down, but I'm hitting the left key. Here we go. Page, all right. Ah, the farmer whistled. That sounded good, I bet. And it made, like, funny lines on the little, you know, audio meter. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, the farmer whistled. That's a pretty long way from here. What brought you this way? Henry decided to try continuing with the truth. They were traveling away from trouble after all, he thought. We went to try to register at a magistrate's office, but there was some sort of fire. Henry felt Margot's elbow and was thankful she was seated on his left. 
Oh, because he broke his right rib, and she would have done that anyway, because she's being a bitch. Uh, I don't think she's being a bitch. He is kind of, like, flippant, don't you think? I don't really like Henry a lot of the time. Kind of like Margot, although she's pissing me off in this book, huh? Ooh. There was some point where we said Margo was such a badass. If you remember what chapter, right into the show. I feel like I'm saying that too much. Okay. Um, Henry felt Margo's elbow and was thankful to see it on his left. I did. That was big news at the market. Some sort of attack, people said, he explained. Yeah, that's what we were told when we heard the commotion, Henry explained. I don't even... I don't know that they ever caught anyone so you didn't try another office the farmer asked with a curious tone no we've been gone two nights already and we need to get home henry said we'll try again in a few weeks what is it you folks do he pressed Ooh, he's getting nosy we have a small store magic supplies and stuff henry lied he saw Margot relax slightly We get some good business from the healers at the temple out that way. Thought we'd get some paperwork taken care of, you know? Keep everything legal. The farmer laughed. Oh, I do. (laughs) Ha ha, paperwork. Such a hilarious topic for a book. Oh, the farmer laughed. Oh, I do. (laughs) Ha ha, lots of bureaucracy. Ho ho. He began relating stories of farming to Henry's great relief, allowing Henry to relax and that ends chapter five so what did i tell you nothing exciting happened in that chapter i mean other than the appearance of potatoes on two occasions uh not very exciting right i mean if you're counting potatoes it's that's exciting but i don't know I mean, onions is catching up to magic appearances very quickly. <laughs> yes. So chicken actually is at two as well. I think somebody had like a chicken salad sandwich at some point. Is that right? Is that right? I don't know. Ah, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, I, most of this uh, book seems to be about food. <laughs> yes. So uh, what else happened? So Henry and Margot are going home. Uh, They bring up a good point that money seems to make everybody like the magistrates, right? Mm. Because who doesn't like money, I suppose, right? So I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's some really deep social commentary on how money really not only drives society in general, like at home in the United States where I am, but more so on the world stage where authoritarian actors can use their financial influence to go about changing the political views and even like the deep, deep-seated alliance structures of the world through uh, donations, money, even uh, large infrastructure projects financed by foreign actors. Wow, that was deep. And I think that really came out in this chapter when they were having chicken dinner. So, exciting. Uh, what else? Um... Nothing else really funny happened in this. Margot was uh, her usual self. Henry was just himself, too. Uh, well, I mean, what am I going to say? There's not much to talk about from this chapter. It stunk. It stinks. I Okay, this is what I want to say. Next chapter is going to be good. Because I think they're um, almost home 
at that point. So did they take, they must have, they were on the back of somebody's stupid ass cart when they went to go burn down the building. Uh, but now they're not. So, so well, they walked some way, now they're on a cart. So I guess it's taking longer to get home than it took to get there, I guess. I don't know. Who can keep track of this nonsense? Jesus Christ. But next chapter, I think, is better. Let's peek around. I think chapter six is going to be good, but that's going to lead into... Uh, I think that's going to lead into a nice little super fun uh, break, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Chapter six is going to be good. Seven, dull, eight. We're going to hit we're going to hit stride on eight. Yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. Um, I don't think that's a real good like lead into anything. So why don't we do some discussion questions, huh? So they were eating like roasted seasoned chicken. So if you do make like chicken at home, what's your go-to seasoning recipe? So I can tell you mine because it's not like, I guess it's a family secret in a way. I think my, uh, my one sister probably would get, well, not annoyed, but she would, she knows what I'm talking about. All right. All right. She knows the power of paprika, but what you do with like a skin on chicken, which let's face it, that's the best because you want to eat the, the skin and effectively throw the rest of the chicken away. <laughs> but um, what you do is uh, you got to put in a lot of seasonings. Uh, you start with onion salt. Got to be onion salt. You want to put that on the skin first too. That's important because you got to get the salt on the actual skin so it sinks in there. Okay. Then you're going to want to do some garlic powder. Uh, then you're going to want to do, and don't go light on the onion, salt, and garlic powder. You can, you can let those freaking rip. Then you're going to need a little bit of black pepper. Not a lot, just a little bit. You know, you don't want to make this too hot to eat, right? Well, I mean, I guess whatever your uh, deal is, you know, you can do what you want. But the key is the final layer on that chicken skin. You got to go paprika, right? And I know, I know if Vicky's listening right now, she's going hard at that paprika, yeah, you got to do the paprika last, and it is amazing. It's the best chicken seasoning in the world. Now, I will say, it works on skin. I think if you're, like, baking a chicken breast, I guess it works on it, but it's so fucking dry that it's just, it's not fun. You need, like, a sauce on, like, a baked chicken breast. Yeah, this won't work on that. I, I, that, I mean, I do it when I have to make roasted chicken for something else, but it's not great. Yeah. Hmm. And that's Jeff's Chicken Recipe Minute. But uh, right into the show, if you have some other things I should put all over my stupid chicken. At this point, um, we don't eat a lot of chicken with like the skin on or like whole chickens. So, you know, if you have a recipe that would work with like a chicken breast that's boneless skinless, that would help. Yep, that would be good. Okay. All right. Second question. Margo talks about the power of bribing. Have you ever bribed somebody? Right? Um, I don't think I've ever bribed anybody with money. That's for sure. But uh, let me think. I feel like when I was at NASA once or twice to get shit done, um, I had like machinists who needed to, they needed to make things for me. And they would be very... 
these were some old school machinists who just wouldn't do things, you know, if I asked them to. They needed like the real deal work orders and stuff, which I guess kind of makes sense. But, well, what do I want to say? So I would bring them donuts. I think that's it. That was the only bribing. I would also like bribe them psychologically. You know, I'd patronize them. Yeah, I would talk about how bad their manager was, even though... I had asked their manager like an hour before that to please, please, please submit a work order. I really need some plastic cut for me. I don't know. And they would do nice work in the end, but whatever. Yeah. It was, um, it was pretty silly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever done any like bribing beyond that. Have you? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. I feel like I'm not going to get a lot of answers to this because it's generally, generally illegal. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I did have a friend I used to live with um, that uh, he was in the, you know, commercial like manufacturing sector. So he would have to uh, like uh, wine and dine clients, you know, get them to sign on to his company to install all the machinery in their factory. And, uh, yeah, I get, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't count as bribery. I mean, it's just business. I don't know. That's yeah. It's private sector. What do you want? I guess. I don't know. Eh, anyway, I mean, that about does it for the show. I got a little bit more of this spiced rum. Ooh, baby. Hmm. Very tasty. Uh, I'm going to sip that, um, and I think that about does it. What else is going on? Um, I have nothing else planned for today. The lovely Laura, she's getting a little work done, even though it's a Sunday, and then we're going to go out for a little bit of a walk. That'll be nice. So um, I think that about wraps it up. If you do want to get in contact with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and right there, there's three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on email at jeff at rainbow-100.com or you can hit me up on mastodon if you're a huge nerd at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com come on folks write in with your bribery stories anyway that about wraps it up so until next time keep on reading <laughs>